L.L. Bean has partnered with the National Park Foundation to help you find your happy place. And with more than 400 national parks, there's a good chance you'll find one close to home. Discover your perfect day in a park at findyourpark.com. It's officially outdoor eating weather and food safety is on our minds. We've got tips for avoiding foodborne illnesses. I'll be right back. Don't you go dying on me. Chrissy Teigen and John Legend plan on taking an epic RV road trip. Will we see them on the road? I'm on your magical mystery ride. A new app will help you identify the mountain peaks and hilltops around you using augmented reality. And the Gulf Shores of Alabama know how to treat tourists right. We recap our whirlwind weekend with the sun, the beach, and the dolphins. This is RV Miles. Welcome to episode 96 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, crisscross North America in our converted school bus. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more. Hey, this week, we are coming to you from Chapel Hill, North Carolina home to the University of North Carolina, if you weren't aware, the first state university in the country. There's also a really famous basketball team here. I just learned that. Yeah, and a very <laughs> famous basketball player actually, came from here named Michael Jordan. I actually had no idea that Michael Jordan came from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. So that was quite a pleasant surprise when we went and toured the museum. I just love old campus college towns. It's so different from the type of university that you and I went to. I mean, night and day different. We were very urban. Very urban. There were no sorority houses. No green spaces. No no old buildings. No basketball team, no baseball team, football team. I do think there was a Frisbee golf team. I think that's about as far as the art school got. Okay. Something's really cracking me up about Chapel Hill though. There are street signs. So they have these areas that they call speed calming zones. Calming, like C-A-L-M. There's signs that say speed calming zone. Basically, it's a zone where they have speed bumps. Well, usually, and it's in a residential area. It's not just on a main street. It's once you get into the neighborhood. And those speed bumps are, they don't call them speed bumps. They call them speed tables. It's amazing. And you can imagine it's not a bump. I mean, they're not lying when they say it's a table. It's a it's very long, this speed calming now, we thing ha- they have built. We haven't traveled much in in the east, in the far east. So maybe this is a very common thing out here and we sound ridiculous. Yeah, people and a lot are- of you're like, yeah, it's a speed table. But where we're from, they're either called speed bumps or speed humps. They should never be called speed humps. <laughs> There are no speed humps in my world. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, I thought speed calming zone was was very cute. And and they have like their, all their street signs are ginormous. Too. They're so polite. <laughs> I think speed calming zone is just a really polite way of saying slow down. <laughs> <laughs> so such a Southern thing. This is our speed calming zone. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Southern. Yes. That's, very, that's exactly what it is. 
Hey, we wanted to kick this show off this week with an app recommendation. We love our app and gear recommendations. We haven't done an app recommendation in, in quite a while. So I think it's it's time for one. Right? Yeah, you are Jones in for an app recommendation. Yeah. So this app is called Peak Finder. Peak, P-E-A-K, Peak Finder, A-R. And that has the potential to have so many different interpretations. I'm just saying. I mean, you need to explain it because... Peak fine. I know it's, it's a good thing. It's P-E-A-K, but I'm just saying like when I, you first said it to me, I was like, what, what is this? Why are you That's sharing? That's why I spelled it. Yes. I, <laughs> so why are we sharing this? Explain, please. What is Peak Finder? Well, so imagine that you're standing in the middle of a mountain range, right? And you want to know what the name of the different peaks are. It's kind of hard to do. If you, you could open like Google Maps, and and it shows you names of different mountains, but it's hard to see exactly which one is which when you're looking at an overhead view and you want to know from the ground. So Peak Finder AR uses augmented reality. So it allows you to take your smartphone and uses the camera on it. So as you point it towards any mountain range or even just large hills, it will tell you the names of all of the different mountains and hills you're looking at. They have over 330,000 mountains and hills in their database. I think that's interesting because I'm always wondering what different mountain peaks are when I'm hiking through, a, you know, a, a when new national park When you're standing at the top of a mountain. <laughs> yeah, I see sure. you. I see you over there. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, is pretty cool. It is not free, though. We no, should mention that. I and think it's, it's a little pricey. The four ninety nine yeah. is, is is high for an, a, a one-trick pony app. Yeah. But it, it does work really well, and it's clean and crisp and pretty. So if you, you know, have the money to shell out for for an, for an app that costs five bucks. Yeah. It, it's a good one. Well, if you're one who stands on tops of mountains like Jason does with your hands on your hips and you wonder, hmm, what's that peak over there? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. John Muir of the Epperson family. And speaking of apps, you have been listening to us talk for weeks about our new favorite organizational app for all things RV, Togo. Togo has created an ecosystem of offerings that completely digitize the RV operational experience. Checklists, how-to guides, instructional videos, and more, all designed by RVers for RVers. And if you didn't catch episode 91, the best internet option on the road, check it out to hear about their brand new all-in-one internet connectivity kit, Togo Roadlink. Their state-of-the-art hardware, Roadlink C2, is a powerful Wi-Fi booster combined with a 4G LTE antenna. It's a small all-in-one dome that easily installs on the roof of your RV and can be controlled by an app instead of a clunky portal. And if that's not enough, Roadlink has joined forces with AT&T to offer an unlimited 4G LTE data plan specifically for RVers. Whether you're a full-time traveler or a weekend warrior, Togo is designed to make your life easier. Simplify your travel experience and download the Togo app today, spelled T-O-G-O in the U.S. Apple Store or Google Play. An RV that runs with Togo enjoys more miles with less trials. It's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. The following not only describes a book, 
but it's an anagram for the title. What is it? Huge water tail stuns. End had you tense. And the answer is 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I've never read that book. I haven't either. Really? I just assumed that'd be a book you would have read. But I imagine it's it's a huge water tail. Uh, you think? And the end <laughs> of most books has you a little tense. So, you know, our winner is Jess M. from Texas, who will receive a Not All Who Wander Our Lost t-shirt. And you'll have a chance to win yours with the new brain teaser later in the show. So recently, we were fortunate enough to spend a, a long weekend in the Gulf Shores area of Alabama. Gulf like, Shores and Orange Beach. It's like the Hamptons of Alabama. <laughs> it is. So this is, you know, Alabama has has just that little part of Alabama. There's that little portion that touches the Gulf Coast. And, and this is that area. Yeah, and they do it upright. They don't waste that space. Oh, my goodness. Woo. What a wonderful area. They... It is, it is all resort. You're, you come vacation. there to play. Yeah. yeah. It's all vacation. Like you come there specifically to play, relax and just enjoy the beach. Yeah. We, we could not have enjoyed it more. So we're going to break down today, our experience in Gulf Shores and give you some tips and places to go. Places to eat because they know how to eat. They really there. do. We, and they eat, they all eat outside, <laughs> which is such a thing I enjoy. We about were the coast. spoiled with. Too much food. It was the beginning at the end. But, but first, we want to talk to you about where we stayed. We stayed at Gulf State Park, which has to be one of the best state parks in the country. Talk about being late to the party on this one, though, because I had never heard of not only this location or this park, but when we arrived, it was one of those, oh, everybody on social media. Oh, yeah, that's our fate. One of our favorite places. Oh, we love it there. And I'm thinking to myself, how did we not know this place existed? <laughs> Everyone but us knows. Yeah. And it's it's massive. I think they have over 300 no, RV sites. 496. Oh, we could have a party and then some yeah. at this park. Well, there was there was a a rally. Van Lee RVs was having. Yeah, speaking of party, a rally going on, and they must have taken up fifty of those spots, if not more. I think they had more. I we knew the minute we drove in, something was up because we just kept seeing Van Lee after Van Lee after Van Lee fifth wheel, and I was like, hmm, they, that's not a coincidence. <laughs> this row of seven RVs <laughs> looks exactly the same. Right, it's not a coincidence. These guys all landed <laughs> these pull through spots just on the same weekend happened to be here. So yeah, there was this rally going on and they were really turning it out for everybody there. Van Lee was. So the, the campground itself is, it's not actually on the beach. There's a main road that goes along the beachfront and the campground and park is behind that. It's too big to be on the beachfront. So you're not going to have beachfront sites at this campsite. No, but there is lake access. There is Great trails that are going to take you over to the beach. You have plenty of ways that you can get there and plenty of ways to enjoy water that does not require you to drive. Yeah. And if you do drive, though, your park pass allows you access to the the waterfront yeah. part of the state park. Um, so you don't have to pay for that again. And it's a little bit more limited from all the other beaches out there that are that people aren't paying to get onto. But the cool thing about this campground is that if the beach is not your thing, but you just really like the atmosphere of a beach town, 
This campground has its own pool specifically just for campers. And this is, you know, this is not a state park pool. No, this is, this well, is better than park- most campground pools. How many state parks do you know that have a pool? Well, this is the first time I'm we've been think, I, to a state park that's had a pool. You know, I guess what I'll say is it's not a pub. It doesn't feel like a public pool. Oh no. It all. feels like it, it, you'd see it at a hotel. Yeah. It's like a resort pool. Yeah. It, it, it was very nice, very well taken care of, brand new, has staff on site, has a water splash playground. Um, and it's nice and big because clearly there's 496 sites at this campground. So having a teeny tiny rinky dink little pool is not going yeah. to work. So it's nice and big. There's plenty of space for everyone. We enjoyed the pool twice over our long weekend. That's how much we really liked it. And as a matter of fact, we never went to the beach. You know, no, I, mean, I we didn't. I mean, we were we ate on the beach numerous yeah. times, but we did not swim. And I think that was partly because, you know, we were just coming from Pensacola. We had just come from Biloxi. But this pool option at the campground was such a anomaly to us that we were really drawn to it. Plus, I am not, you know, I tend to just want to lay in a chair and read while yeah. you and the kids splash around and that offered the perfect opportunity to do that. We were also just having so much fun in the area that oh the my, beach was yes. just, it just wasn't high on our list. There was just so much. To yeah. Do. But in the campground as well, again, I had told this to Jason when we were there, I said, this is a place, you know, that reminds me a little bit of like when I go to Buffalo river or something, you arrive at this campground and there are a million things you can go out and do outside of the campground and you should go do them. And we did them. But if you're looking to just get to a campground, set up camp, not get back in your car and just chill in that space, this is a campground for you. They've got restaurants inside the park. You know, you've got that beach beach access, lake access. They have a nature center. And we've heard the nature center was wonderful. It was closed uh, when we were there for whatever reason. And it was closed. On, it was Sunday and you're going to find a lot of places. That was the day we had kind of had the right, time to go right. over and do it. And so had we known it would have been closed on Sunday, we would have adjusted our schedule a little different. There was a storm that rolled in while we were there or was kind of threatening to roll in. And so that really shifted a lot of stuff for us while we were um, hanging out that weekend. So things we wanted to do or we had planned to do, we were trying to readjust to get out of the path of this storm. So it just, it's a really well laid out, well put together, a really family friendly park. They've got plenty of trails, plenty of bike trails. And, you know, with, even with almost 500 sites, we didn't feel like the sites were, I mean, they're, they're like a normal campground. They're not too close together. Your neighbor is there, but it's, it's well separated into many different loops and, you do have a decent amount of lawn space and yeah. And and, the sites are nice and big and they're nice and long. So you're going to be able to get in a longer rig. You know, there's not a lot of like tree coverage shade. It gets pretty hot, pretty fast. At least where we were, I can only speak for the loop that we are in. Well, like a lot of campgrounds, there's trees behind you in your site, but there's not really trees between the sites at all. So do with that what you will. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on, you know, what what type of time of day you like to be in your RV, you might think about which whether you want to be on the east site or or west site. Which yeah. is behind you, but it is a little pricey. 
uh, it's $50 to $55. You are getting a bunch of added extras into this. You know, it covers your uh, park access. Yeah, there's no additional entrance fee. Like I've mentioned about 1,200 times, there's a pool in case anyone listening didn't know. Um, There's so many trails. There's beach access. Again, there's a lake. There's boating. So there's a lot that goes into that. So again, if that's your budget to just come to the campground and you're going to spend that 320 and it's going to be a week vacation, you know, and you can supplement here and there. I think it's worth it because of all of the extras that are coming along with it. And and the main reason it's that price is, is probably the fact that it's full hookups. So if you're yeah. somebody that only likes to stay in RV resorts uh, because you want full hookups, this is a state park, one of the rare state parks that has that option for you. Yeah. And of course, it's the location, too. It's in a really wonderful location with access to the beautiful Gulf Shores area that has so many things that you can go into the city itself and do. So it's really it's just prime real estate for coming down and having a really fantastic beach vacation. It's summer. It's getting warm out there. It's getting bright out there. You need your sunglasses. We have been enjoying getting to know the Shady Rays brand. Tonight, which is Friday, we're headed to a baseball game. And you better believe I've already decided I'm wearing my Shady Rays aviators. I'm going to be like Wild Thing from Major League, except not like that. I think I have this thing about 1980s, like 80s movies. You do. And my aviators. There must be a connection. Was it a really popular time? Like, is that when aviators really came into their own? I have no idea. It, they were very popular then, I think, because of Top Gun. <laughs> uh, yeah. And now they've, you know, they're back with a vengeance and have been. I've already had my Maverick moment. I don't know why I need to have my wild thing, Charlie Sheen. No one needs to have a Charlie Sheen moment. <laughs> but, <laughs> but as we have been getting to know Shady Rays, one of the things I have been consistently impressed with is the quality of the sunglasses versus the price. I have another rather expensive pair of sunglasses. I love them. I've been a fan of that brand for a while. But what I have found when I put them up against my Shady Rays, which is considerably cheaper, is that I don't notice much of a difference. And I break and lose sunglasses so fast. It has never been worth it to me to pay premium prices for sunglasses. And Shady Rays is a premium quality at not a premium price. Price. They start at just $45. And RV Miles listeners can get half off if you get two pairs or more. We're buying you at least two, <laughs> if not four, more pairs with this deal because then we can just have them variously placed around the RV. And then when you break one, you can just pick it up and keep going. But if you do break or lose one, <laughs> yeah. Shady Rays will replace it for you. You just send it back in and you pay a small shipping and handling fee and they will replace it for you. No questions asked. Doesn't matter what you did to them they're going to replace them for you. They should rename that like the Jason warranty. Yeah. So, hey, if you want to score a couple pairs of Shady Rays or more, head over to ShadyRays.com. Pick out your sunglasses and then use the promo code RV. That's essentially going to get you the buy one, get one discount. 50% off. That's ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code RV. And glasses start at only $45. Check them out today, guys. 
All right, where to do and what to eat. Where to do? Well, I don't know where to do, <laughs> but I can't tell you what to do. What to do and where to eat <laughs> in Gulf Shores in Orange Beach, Alabama. One of the first things we did, this is going to be a highlight, is we rented some bikes from Beach Bike Rental. And we, this is really the first time too that our family had done all five of us independently on bikes on a family bike ride. This will live in my heart and my mind forever. I, I think just from start to finish, I had this huge smile on my face. You did. I may have even cried a little bit like, oh, I got to remember this time is so fleeting, you know, one of those things we do as parents. So what's really cool though, is you can go from your campground. There is this 28 mile trail. It's called the Hugh S. Branion Backcountry Trail, and it picks up right by beach bike rentals. So you can go over, you can rent a bike for the day, and then you can jump on this trail and it's going to take you to all these different places around Gulf Shores. And it's, it's mostly either paved or boardwalk. And that is the coolest part. The, there's miles of it that are boardwalk. And it might not sound like you should be riding a bike on a boardwalk, but trust us, it it was absolutely fine. And, and, and it's designed for that. There's, yeah. yeah, there's, we were not the only bikers out there. And what's nice is, so we started the trail by beach bike rentals and we were on the boardwalk for the longest time. Henry's just zipping along on his little bike. The boys had their bikes. We rented bikes because Jason and I actually don't have bikes right now. Our kids have bikes, but we don't have a setup at the moment that will allow us to travel with five bikes. Hopefully that'll change as we transition into this new truck and trailer. So we rented and we took it all the way to the campground because it connects. This trail will connect to the campground, took it to the campground, rode our bikes over to the pool, swam for a little bit, then rode the bikes back. It's elevated. It's up over through marsh, like marsh and, and yeah, swamp land. It's very beautiful. So it's it's stunning, and you can see gators and all kinds of and stuff. You can stop. They have all these lookouts that you can pull off to, and you can get out, take a little break. There's plenty of areas to kind of you know get some shade. It's just such a wonderful introduction to the nature in that area outside of the beach, and I'm so glad that that was one of the. That was the first thing we did when we arrived on Friday. We basically dropped our stuff at camp, had lunch, and then went and did bikes. So another fun but sort of totally different experience, similar but totally different experience that we had was we rented some jet skis. Oh, man. Now, what an experience. This is this was Abby and all the kids first time on a jet ski. I had not been on one in say 20 years or so. But it um, was like riding a bike. You clearly were so very comfortable. The minute you got on, you had zero issue. Uh, I had a panic attack <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not joking. Uh, I, and first off, we should say we rented these. We got these from Floribama Marina and water sports, and they were the kindest people with yeah. me. Floribama, by the way, is is the name given to a, a, an area there where, you know, it's the Florida, Alabama border. It's so a lot of things cute. are named Floribama. Flora so we did these jet skis and we, you know, I was I was feeling really overwhelmed because we had two of them and there's five of us. So we had Jason with one kid 
And somehow or other, I landed with two kids. And all of our kids uh, can sometimes feel a little anxious with new things. I can't imagine where they get it. And I don't have a lot of water experience. I didn't grow up on the water. I didn't. It's not something we really did a lot of when I was growing up. You know, I feel more comfortable at the pool than I do at a, a body a body of water, be it a lake or an ocean. So um, I'm trying to learn how to manage a jet ski. And I've got two kids on me. And we take out to go out into, I guess, the harbor or the, the, the bay. The like, bay. So okay. it's, the, the, it's not jet term. skiing out in the Gulf, open no, water no. with the waves and everything. It can this is, be, but. This is flat water where we were yeah. in the bay. So we, we take out. And we've gone, I don't know, we've maybe only been on like a minute, maybe. I I can't even bring myself to get this thing up past like three or four miles an hour. And I've got Jack and I've got behind me and I've got Henry in front of me. And all I'm thinking is, I don't know what to do if this thing tips. Like they told me what to do, but I'm going to have these two kids. I'm rocking a lot. I was, I just, I, it all happened at once. Like I just, I couldn't do it with the kids. I couldn't do it. I said to Jason, I was like, I got to turn around. I got to turn around. And he's just like, huh? I was like, I got to turn around. I can't do this. I can't do this. And I turn around, (laughs) go back and uh, get off. And the the owner and his crew are standing there. And I said, I can't do this. I said, "I, I, I can't. And he's like, in all the years I've been doing this, I've had kids return, but I've never had an adult return and say they couldn't do it. I said, well, there's a first time for everything. I can't do this. And he was so sweet to me and the crew was so kind. And they, they said, Hey, you know what? It's leave your kids, leave them here with us. They'll be fine. You go back and you do this for the first time by yourself without the added stress of, of feeling responsible for your children. And you go out. And if you don't like it, you come right back. There's no shame in that game you're done, but you never know till you try. And I was like, okay, okay. I mean, I'll go out. I'll do this without the kids. That's a great idea. You know? And I thanked the guy and I said, you know, I appreciate you for encouraging me. And so I, I got back on, I was gone for like a half hour. I didn't come back for the longest time. Once I got out there by myself without the kids and I was free to just focus on me and the machine, I had so much fun. Yeah. And this was clearly not uh, Jack and Ethan's thing. No. So, but it so was they sort Henry. of stayed back and, and Henry sat on my lap and we went, Henry and I were up 35 miles an hour. Wind he in his loved hair. He was it. really loving he it. He loved having it. A, having a great time. The people at Florabama, the owner and his crew, the kindness that they showed me, the encouragement that they gave me. Just that was a really big moment for me. You know, I think as adults, sometimes we think we can't continue to learn and grow. And I conquered something in that one hour jet ski rental that I didn't know I needed to conquer. And it just it really I mean, we left and it's so silly. We left and I like kind of cried because I was just kind of like proud of myself. And I don't know how often, you know, as adults, we can say we're proud of ourselves. I tell my kids I'm proud of them every time they try something new or experience, you know, face a fear. 
But like I faced that fear and I had all these people encouraging me to do it. And I just felt I like I felt really proud of myself for doing it. I was proud of you, too. I know you were. You were proud of me the other day, too, when I went paddle boarding. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about that right now. <sighs> well, at least one of us stayed up on the board. Yeah. One and of us could never get up on the board. So. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's why you got to do yoga with me. <laughs> The next big big sort of attraction was cetacean cruises. They do dolphin cruises, essentially, where you get on a boat and go look for dolphins in the bay. And we had never seen wild dolphins, and some of us had never been on a boat cruise before. We had so many firsts, if you think about it, this weekend that we were in Gulf Shores. First family bike ride, Abby on jet skis for the first time. We actually went on two of Cetacean's cruises. We did. Because they're, they're, so they're cool. just that much fun. Well, and they're so nice. That's how nice yeah. the people are, too. The second one was not planned. We went on the Dolphin and Sailing Cruise. So this is a it's a big sailboat. And we get on it and get out into the, the bay and they open up the sails and start taking us through the water looking for dolphins. It was Beautiful. We went out late in the afternoon, so we also got the sunset while we were out there. The dolphins were not interested in being seen. We didn't see a single dolphin. And you would think that that would be really horribly disappointing, right? Because that is one of the main features. I was totally fine with it because it was a beautiful night out on the water on the sailboat with some delicious drinks, such a nice captain and first mate, just two really great people. For the most part, out, outside of like two, two grouchos, everyone on board was so kind. Yeah, and the people was, we were sat by weren't <laughs> the greatest. but They didn't really like kids, so it was totally fun for us. Um, but you know what? We didn't let them ruin our time, actually. They were, they were just two people. And so it was wonderful. I, I loved it. I, again, I'd never been on a sailboat out on the water like that. I think the last time we had done any sort of boat cruise kind of thing was, I think, our honeymoon. When yeah. We did rhythms of the night when we were down <laughs> in Puerto Vallarta. So this was, again, like I said, this was a weekend full of firsts for us. So this, these cruises are in the bay. So they're, they're not, the boat's no. not rocking around. You're not going up on Gulf waves or anything like that. So it's very calm and relaxing. So if you have seasickness issues, with, which half of our family does, it's, it's fine. Yeah. I took a Dramamine before just to be safe. And I had zero issues. So because we didn't see any dolphins, they invited us to come back the next day to go on a, a different cruise on their on their uh, dolphin and nature cruise. Boy, did we see some dolphins. We did. So th this amazing. This cruise actually takes you into some of the backwaters and, and talks about some of the nature of the area, but then then goes to find dolphins. And they got their, you know, they <laughs> binoculars are out. We're scouring the area for them. This one is not on a sailboat. This is on like sort of a flat boat, you know, a, a, a sort of barge with a bathroom in the back is, is what it feels like. Yeah. Um, but this captain was so knowledgeable. Yeah. Um, he had been a, a dolphin researcher of some sort 
and he had a lot of knowledge about the dolphins. And his stories were so engaging about his interactions with dolphins and the research that he has done throughout his life. Just a really, really great experience for learning about dolphins, seeing the dolphins where the sail crews was dolphins would have been a nice component to it. Just being on that sailboat and being out on the water and the beauty of the sunset, so calm and relaxing. This was just like the thrill of the dolphins finally appearing and learning about them and hearing this man's stories. And the, it was two completely different experiences and neither was better than the other. Yeah, if I could, I guess the best way to boil it down is the sail cruise. Uh, the captain is not on a microphone or narrating it. You can hang out with your friends around the table and just, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy being out on a on a cruise. And if you see some dolphins, that's awesome. The sunset's going to be beautiful. The sights of the bay are beautiful. The dolphin and nature cruise, the captain is on a microphone. He's narrating the whole tour and, and telling you about the area and telling you about the dolphins. Both cruises, they're going to invite the kids to come up and be junior captains. And if you don't think your heart can melt anymore, wait until you see your kids or the kids you're with up there. Captaining a sailboat. Yeah. (laughs) Captaining a sailboat or sitting up there with their binoculars, searching for dolphins, driving, you know, knowing where to go to find them. What a thrill for our kids. Uh, we, we could not have had a better experience with cetacean cruises. They were absolutely wonderful. And it, next time we're back down there, we will absolutely be doing it. Oh, again. yeah, for sure. They're, they're a must do. So once you get done with cruising or you're riding your bikes or you're touring around, there's so many places to go. And we're just going to touch on them really quick. You can go to Fort Morgan. You could go over to the wharf, which is a shopping complex. It's going to have, it's got a Ferris wheel in it, a lot of different restaurants. We actually got caught in a rainstorm while we were there. So we went to the Avengers Endgame movie while we were down at the wharf. Yeah, with all of our drenched friends <laughs> the, <laughs> escaping this, this thunderstorm. The wharf is this big complex of, it's like a shopping center and uh, condos and the Ferris wheel and all that. But the, it's, it's, it's on the bay and that's where cetacean cruises is as mm-hmm. well. And along with some other. So it's really, yeah. So it's really nice. Cause you can go and do the cruise. And then after, when you are done with that, depending on what time you go, then you can come over to the wharf. You can get something to eat. You can hang out. You can walk around. They have like a light show. They do at sunset there along the main strip. It's just kind of a really nice combination of, you know, this cruise and then hanging out, getting food and doing a little shopping. All right. Let's talk about, Really what I think is the main attraction in in the Gulf Coast is food. Main attraction in a lot of things we do is food. Let's let's not play. Yeah, there. But if dining al fresco is your thing, then this is your place. And our favorite place we did that was a place called The Gulf. The The Gulf is a restaurant that is is entirely outdoors and it's built out of shipping containers. I love this place so much. We went there our first night and we just sat outside. They have picnic tables or they have all sorts of different types of tables. They've even got just like lounge chairs and, you know, coffee tables around. Outdoor sofas. Outdoor sofas out on the beach. Yeah, it's literally on the beach. When they call themselves the Gulf, they're not, you know, joking. You're backed right up to the Gulf. And Another really great component, and there are a lot of restaurants along the Gulf Coast that do this, not just this one. 
they had different outdoor activities that kids could go and play with and play around. So families can come, mom and dad get a table, kids go find other kids out on the beach, and it's all enclosed too. So, you know, they've got it all fenced off. So the kids are only going to be able to go so far, but they can go find friends. They run, they play, you sit, you drink. It's so relaxing. And the food is fantastic. Yeah, they, it's, it's counter service. Uh, they have two restaurants. One is going to do Mexican fare. So tacos. Yeah, like street block. tacos. Yeah. And- the other is sandwiches. You had a snapper sandwich. So good. Yeah. And the kids had pretty traditional. They have pretty traditional kids menu as well. So even if you don't have kids that want to be super adventurous, you can still come and enjoy a great meal and try local cuisine. And then the kids can get, you know, chicken fingers and French fries or grilled cheese and French fries. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of seafood. But it, if you don't eat seafood, they have burgers, they have chicken sandwiches, that sort of stuff. Oh, their fish tacos are so good. Another place that we really enjoyed some alfresco dining was Lulu's Gulf Shores. And Lulu's is uh, is Lucy Buffett's restaurant. That's Jimmy Buffett's sister's restaurant. They really like their restaurants and hotels, those Buffett's <laughs> along the Gulf Coast. And this one is not on the ocean front, but it is, it is along the bay. So boats pull up to it and stuff. I love that too. We sat right up against the water to like at a high top table. And several times while we were eating, people just pulled their boats up, got out, came to eat food. This is sort of like a big complex where they have a ropes course. They have live music. Yeah. So you can come here and eat, but then it's also a destination. You can stay and hang out and play afterwards. Or before. Highly recommend the fried green tomatoes there. So those are a couple places that we really love to eat. We we also ate at Tacky Jack's, which is sort of a another famous bayfront place that's got kitschy outdoor dining and and we we had uh we had breakfast there. And it was mm-hmm. a you know it was a decent breakfast with we had drinks with our breakfast yeah, too. That's how that's on fun. vacation we were. That's how on vacation Gulf Shores makes you feel. So this is a great place to go for a long weekend, for a week, for a couple of weeks. I cannot wait to return. I have to say Gulf Shores, Biloxi, Pensacola, even I'll throw Mobile in there. I am already wanting to go back to all of those places. When do we get back? You mentioned Pensacola. I do. Just to wrap this up, I want to mention that if you are not able to go over to Pensacola, you know, we talked about how much we love that Naval Air Station and the National Naval Aviation Museum there. This area is also a good home base for that. It's, it's actually closer. It's actually closer than we were at, <laughs> at uh, Gulf Islands National Seashore. But that's how great it. Pensacola and the Gulf Shores, they're so close to each other. I think there's like a 50 mile radius. You could go and have a great time in Pensacola and then just go right over to Gulf Shores or vice versa. They're really close together. All of these places that we've recently been talking about, and we're going to talk about Mobile in an upcoming episode, they're maybe. 200 miles total between these four. So we'll link to all of the places that we went to. You don't have to write them down or anything in the show notes at rvmiles.com slash 96. I am so hungry for fried green tomatoes right now. Hey, as we've been hotel traveling these last few days here, we've 
we've had the bus in storage at my mother's house and we're doing a little bit of hotel jaunting over in North Carolina. Yeah, we're being like a car traveling family again. It's been really fun. And one thing that has made it really great is our Pelican soft-sided cooler. Yeah, it's keeping everything cold. And because sometimes we get into some of the hotels we've been staying in and they'll have like a little tiny mini fridge and that is really great. But what we have just discovered is that for the few things that we're kind of coming and keeping with us, like just some stuff that we wanted to have along on hand for the kids to eat, that Pelican cooler, soft-sided cooler with that five pound ice pack in there, that's done it. This is not your insulated bag from Walmart. This (laughs) is the one inch thick insulation all the way around on a soft-sided cooler. And it's got a watertight, really strong, big zipper. And it really holds all the cold in. It's a food grade liner that's FDA approved. It's got stainless steel tie downs that also double as bottle openers and so much more. And hey, we noticed last night, and again, this is subject to change. This is Friday. I don't know when you're going to listen to this, but we noticed on pelicancoolers.com last night slash RV miles, soft-sided cooler is on sale. Almost $90 off. Almost $90 off. If you have been putting off picking up a Pelican cooler, now might be the time to act. So what you need to do is go over to pelicancoolers.com slash RV miles. That's going to be all one word. And then with any cooler purchase, they're going to throw in a free tumbler for you. So Pelican Coolers is made in America. We trust and love this brand. It has been great for us getting to know them, especially as we travel. We think you're going to like them too. Just go to pelicancoolers.com slash RV miles. All right, it's time for our fresh tank, black tank segment, where we talk about the things that we're loving and the things that we're not loving in the RV industry and outdoor recreation in the world. In the world. Happening right now. In the world. Abby, what's your black tank this week? Oh, my black tank is people who have no sympathy for parents trying to navigate children in crowded small spaces. Now, I, t- I act like I'm talking from experience because I am, because I just had an experience the other day where we were at a restaurant and it was a patio and it was really contained patio. They had all the patio tables really close to each other. And I'm trying to get us out of there. It's the lunch rush and I'm trying to get the kids and we're trying to leave. And contrary to popular belief, parents do not actually have eyes in the back of their head. I do for those that I spawned but I do not have them for the general humankind. And I did not know that there was a man behind me as I was trying to shift my kids. And I almost bumped into him with his drinks. Now he didn't say, excuse me. He didn't say behind you or anything, but if I, if looks could kill, I would have been dead. And then he said something under his breath about kids don't need to, you know, you need to keep your kids, you know, whatever. And I was just like, you know, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. I didn't see you there. And he just didn't really have a whole lot of love to give. And I just was like, Jason, I need to get us out of here because, you know, we just, I got to go. I just shuffled the kids out. I was really, really frustrated. And you know what? Maybe he was having a bad day, but I, I know that in crowded spaces, it can be a little overwhelming with parents when they're trying to navigate a lot of kids out of a space. But if it's overwhelming for you, 
please understand that it is a hundred times more overwhelming for the parent that is trying to as quickly get those children out of there and away from all the chaos as fast as they can. I just really wish we would just show each other a little bit more kindness in this world. I didn't spill his drinks. His day wasn't ruined. He still got to sit down at his table. All that happened was he and I almost had a little bump encounter. And you know who was going to take the brunt of that soda had he knocked it was not going to be him. Yeah, I've got no patience for for people who, you know, don't want kids to be seen in public. I know. And then I, you know, you came out to me and I was like kind of like shaken because as I was leaving, I just I could. I knew he was talking about me, but he and the guy he was with just were staring at me. And I just felt like I don't know what I did other than existed in this space with my kids, but it is clearly not what he liked. So he gets my black tank. He gets my black tank. Poor guy. Yeah. You don't, nobody wants to be in a black tank. That's disgusting. And he's in it. What's your fresh tank? On a completely different note, my fresh tank is I just read on, well, you found it, but I read it on travelandleisure.com that Chrissy Teigen, the adorable Chrissy Teigen, wants to take like a full on legit RV trip with her husband and kids. Her husband is John Legend. Like a nationwide. Like a nationwide. And she doesn't, she said in the article, I don't want anything fancy. I want us to stock the fridge. I want us to pull over on the side of the road and cook our meals like at rest stops. And I want to just do a real honest RV experience. And I love everything about that. I just want to run into Chrissy Teigen and John Legend at a national park while they're struggling to get their kids from point A to point B. And I want to have one of those. I see you moments. I totally understand because I just lo- I just think it's so great that the RV industry and the the travel and the joy that comes from being in an RV and road tripping is just becoming so much more front and center. And you know that RV she's going to be in is going to be totally tripped out in her cravings line from Target. <laughs> she's going to have all her cravings plates, all her cravings bowls. She's going to cook out of her cravings cookbook. Although I'll tell her this if she's listening because I know she is. $40 for a bowl at Target, Chrissy Teigen, is too much money. I love the design, but I'm not paying $40 for your bowl, just so you know. If you have no idea about anything that Abby's <laughs> talking about right now, I just want you to know you're not alone. <laughs> there are people out there who know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, that's okay, too. Whatever. What's your black tank, Mr. Epperson? So as we've been out there, you know, looking at, at new RVs, I'm once again reminded of the hilarity that is the names of some of the the models in and the brands out there. So I put together a little short list of some of the the RV models and brand names that are cracking me up a bit right now. Uh, Names like Prowler, (laughs) which just reminds me of like a peeping Tom wandering around your house (laughs) looking in your windows. Voltage. <laughs> Which, well, you want your RV to have voltage. Sure. But I don't know what that has to do with travel. Avenger. I mean, I love I'm the Avengers, that. but I'm in that. What I don't know where that brand is, but you find it and we're gonna add, we're gonna add an S onto the end of it. I'm gonna paint it on <laughs> and then it's gonna be the Avengers. There's one called Intense, which it's N apostrophe tense. 
don't know what that's all about. They, if they had been like <laughs> really wanted to play on that, it should have been in apostrophe T E N T S. Well, I mean, isn't RVing supposed to be sort of like relaxing and we've got names uh-huh. like it's in Voltage, intense. Avenger, Intense, Nitrous, Octane. Octane <laughs> is one of my favorites because Octane is, you know, it's a fuel term and it's on the name of a trailer that doesn't use fuel. <laughs> Here's a good one. Ultra Supreme. Looks Which one is it? Ultra or Supreme? <laughs> the Ultra Supreme. Is it a Taco Bell creation? Oh, I don't know. That's on the dollar menu. And then there are the ones that are named after natural disasters, which is really weird to me. Like Hurricane, Avalanche, Cyclone. Why are you naming them after things that an RV could not survive? No, you should not be anywhere near any natural disaster in your RV, especially one that's called Hurricane, so Cyclone, I, or Avalanche. I just think it's funny some of the names they come up with for these things. And some of these are very, very nice RVs. Don't get They're me wrong. They're probably all very nice yeah. RVs. It's just you get what you see on the outside and then you go in and you're like, oh, this doesn't. This doesn't really, this is an ultimate supreme. I <laughs> thought I was going to get a thing of nachos in here. I don't understand. My fresh tank this week is, is something cool I found. This is a video uh, that I found from Mashable. And it's about a woman who runs a pirate radio station underneath train tracks in Brooklyn from an RV. I think that is, a, that is great. And it's, great. it's sort of like a... It's sort of like an art space podcast studio, sort of, you know, just hippie hangout place. That is so New York. <laughs> it's that is so New York. But it's like a pirate, pirate uh, internet station. And I'm not going to say uh, the name of the station, but I'm going to spell it. It's K-P-I-S-S. <laughs> That's awesome. So there you go. <laughs> that is also so New York. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to link to that video in the show notes as well. It's time for the new brain teaser of the week. Are you ready, Abby? Born ready. Well, this is a math one, so I hope you're prepared. I'll be over here taking a nap. Wake me up when you're done. I'm going to use this little camp aloft sleeping bag that they put in here for the hotel for Henry. Just wake me up when you're done. There's a fire in a building. They need exactly seven quarts of water to put it out. Don't worry about why. Seven quarts of water. Pointless. A man goes out to the river with only two buckets. They have a five-quart bucket and a three-quart bucket. The buckets are not see-through, and they have no level indicator markings. How does the man get exactly seven quarts of water from a five-quart bucket and a three-quart bucket? If you think you know the answer, send us an email at editor at rvmiles.com or a direct message on any of our social media, and you might win a Not All Who Wander Are Lost t-shirt which you can also buy if you don't want to win it. We'll put a link in the show notes. Looking to connect with other RVers and access tons of great resources and discounts from motorhomes, travel trailers, fifth wheels, bus conversions, and more. FMCA is here to enhance your RV lifestyle for as little as $5 a month. You can travel with peace of mind knowing FMCA has your back. Deals and discounts include RV insurance, roadside rescue, and tire and savings programs. Plus, their medical emergency and travel assistance program is included free. You know, one of their great features is 
this FMCA Tech Connect Plus program that they have. Many of us simply cannot travel these days without reliable internet service and campground Wi-Fi is notoriously terrible. Notoriously terrible. FMCA members can purchase discount RV Wi-Fi plans. They partner with Sprint and Verizon to provide internet hotspots and you can get truly unlimited monthly service with no throttling through FMCA for $49.99 per month with an active membership, no contract required one-time device rental fee of $39.99. The Tech Connect Plus program, it's it's also a package that includes discounts on Dish TV satellite, cellbooster.us products, Wi-Fi Ranger products, and, and WineGuard products. There's a part of me that wants Dish TV. Oh, I, I do. I'm sure you do. Well, why do you want it? Because, you know, when it's raining outside, I oh. want to be able to watch some TV. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Continue, sir. I mean, we watch, you know, internet TV, but every now and then I want to watch like the news or something. Yeah. You know what? I agree with you. I miss watching the news. Yeah. I watched the news the other night when we were in Raleigh. So check out all the different options that FMCA has to connect you with your tech, with their Tech Connect Plus program. Yeah. And if you are interested in learning more about FMCA and you're not a member yet, you got to go over to FMCA.com slash RV miles 19. And you are automatically going to save $10 off your membership. So you're going to go from paying $60 for a year to just $50 for an entire year of FMCA. Everything we've been talking about, that's in your membership. Go to fmca.com slash rvmiles19 to automatically receive $10 off your membership. Hey, it's getting warm outside. More and more people have begun camping for the season as school has let out. Which means more and more people are eating outside, us included. They are. So we thought it would be a good time to talk about food safety outdoors. And we put an article together last year, and we actually did a whole episode on this last year about the same time about food safety outdoors. And even even if it's not RVing, if you're just having, you know, Father's Day picnic or whatever coming up, it's really important to sort of think about some of this stuff to make sure that you are not getting food poisoning. You know, a lot of people get angry because they went to a restaurant and got food poisoning after. But, you know, the truth is, from what I've heard, is actually most of the time we think we got food poisoning from a restaurant, we actually got it from our own home. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know anything about that, but it's worth just going over this list of what we have together just to make sure that I don't give food poisoning to my children (laughs) or myself or you. So a few things that you can do before picnic time. Defrost meat, poultry, and seafood in the refrigerator by submerging sealed packages in cold water. You can also microwave defrost but only if the food will be grilled immediately afterward. You don't want warm stuff sitting out on the counter. No, see, I don't do water in the fridge. I usually just put the item on a plate and then just put it into the refrigerator. Well, the cold, Hmm. the cold water tends to help it go a little faster from what I understand. Yeah. And I remember us talking about this last year and I still haven't implemented it. Shame on me. Yeah. Thoroughly wash all produce before eating it, even if you plan to peel it. Fruits and vegetables that are pre-cut or peeled should be refrigerated or kept on ice to maintain quality and safety. 
I saw you just look at me. <laughs> if your picnic site doesn't offer clean water access, bring water or pack moist towels for cleaning surfaces and hands. Don't t- don't forget to pack a food thermometer. I have a food thermometer and I use it. And I also have a digital, uh, the laser thermometers. That's really, really handy for, for checking like not only food temperatures, but like the temperature of cooking surfaces. Yeah, we didn't buy that, though, for food cooking. No, that we was bought it for, for tires. Yeah, but... <laughs> we bought that for tires. We bought it for the engine, too, when and, we were and dealing to, with yeah, that. And to te- check the coolant yeah. temperature. But, but it's, it's come in handy yeah, when we're cooking now. Yeah. When you're packing your cooler, place the food from the refrigerator directly into insulated cooler immediately before leaving home and use lots of ice or ice packs to keep it at 40 degrees or below. Yeah, that's one thing I'm really meticulous about. I do not take that food that's we're taking for a picnic out of the refrigerator until essentially you all are in the car, the car is running and everybody is waiting for me. And don't open that cooler. I mean, if you have a good cooler, like if you get a Pelican cooler, amen, it's going to keep your stuff cold if you don't keep opening it. Yeah. I mean, that's the trick. You can't open it. No cooler is going to protect you from opening it. Pack raw meat, poultry, and seafood in a separate cooler if possible. Place beverages in a separate cooler. This will offer easy drink access while keeping perishable food coolers closed. Load coolers into the passenger compartment of the car. It's cooler than the trunk because you've got your air conditioner going. Once at the picnic site, keep food in the coolers until serving time out of the direct sun. When you're grilling, have clean utensils and platters available. I can't tell you how many times I go back and forth inside and outside of the bus to grab my utensils and stuff because I forgot to bring something outside. By going back and forth, he means going, hey, Abby, can you give me a plate? <laughs> That's what he means. Again, use a food thermometer to be sure that you're using the proper temperatures. Get a cooking temperature chart. You know, make sure you're following it. Make sure your meats are being cooked properly. It's more important when you're eating outside than it even is inside because that stuff just, you know, it's sitting out in the sun. But the most important thing is to keep cooked meats hot at 140 degrees or warmer until serving time and set them to the side of the grill rack to keep them hot. So you can keep them on the grill on a warm setting to keep them warm until you're eating them. Don't just sit them on a tray, you know, and let the flies get them and all that sort of stuff. Oh, okay. Time to wrap it up. And finally, don't let hot or cold food sit out in the danger zone. That's between 40 degrees Fahrenheit and 140 degrees Fahrenheit for more than two hours or one hour if the outdoor temperature is above 90. If they do, discard them. So if you get your food out and you're having a picnic and everybody's having a good time and that food's been sitting out for two hours, that is not leftovers to take home. It's highway to the danger If that is perishable food... Throw that away. Throw that mayonnaise potato salad that's been oh, sitting out for Christ. two hours away. First off, why are you bringing mayonnaise potato hey, salad? Because that the... is a picnic food. No. It's, I don't know oh, why it's no. a picnic food, but it no. is a picnic food. And I don't if think I, I could have a picnic without mayonnaise potato I need potato potatoes salad. at my picnic, they're going to come in the chip form. Okay. All right. For more tips... We've got a link at rvmiles.com and we'll put a link to that article in the show notes. It's called Food Safety Tips for Outdoor Eating. For links to everything we talked about on today's episode, visit rvmiles.com slash 96. 
And if you love the national parks, we hope you'll join us over at America's National Parks podcast. This week, we are talking about the Minuteman National Historic Site. You can find all past episodes, though, over at nationalparkpodcast.com. We'll also link to it in the show notes. And of course, RV Miles is all across social media. If you didn't know that already, you just have to search on your favorite platform. Search RV Miles. We're not on Snapchat, though. So if you're on Snapchat, you're not going to find us. (laughs) I'm not snapping and I'm not chatting. Yeah. Our Wondering Family is also on social media as well. You can search for Our Wondering Family and find us. We would love to connect with you through social media. We'd love to connect with you on our RV Miles Facebook group. If you're not in that group, what are you waiting for? Yeah, it's the RV Miles Travel Forum. Just look it up on Facebook. It's a party in a group. So come over and join us. We'd like to thank our sponsors, L.L. Bean, the FMCA, Shady Rays, PelicanCoolers.com, and Togo. And of course, we would like to thank you, the person listening to this podcast right now. We couldn't do it without you. So thank you for your continued support. If you are enjoying what we do, we would love it if you would share across your social media. I think I've said the word social media. When you go back and edit this, it's probably gonna be like 20 times. Too much. Too much. Too much. Too much. That, I think, is the perfect way to describe. No more social media. Let's get outside and enjoy the outdoors. Too much. Yes. All right. Have a great weekend. We will see you next week, everybody. And keep logging those RV miles. Bye. Bye.